Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. I'm blessed to feature the man with the best caps on the internet, Micah Lassert. <laughs> Micah is a muscle model world champion, Ironman Fitness Magazine cover model, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, and husband. His passion for the past 25 years has been helping people transform from the inside out through proper lifestyle, positive choices, nutrition, and fitness. He is the co-founder of HitchFit Online Personal Training and HitchFit Transformation Gyms in Kansas City with his wife, Diana. This dynamic duo of a couple are the servants behind SoulFit Retreats, where they lead through faith, fitness, and fun globally. I'm blessed for the opportunity to meet Micah at a transformative stage in my life, and I'm honored to share this conversation with you guys. Thanks for joining us today, man. Oh, man, I think I'm the blessed one, dude. I get to be with you today. Yeah, I mean, two blessed dudes just have an awesome day. Like, I'm just grateful to have this conversation and, you know, create that that vulnerable impact for some folks. So you, you ready to get started, man? Let's go. Awesome. Well, I like to start from the beginning because we all have like a past that shapes us into who we are today. And I'm curious if you could share some of your backstory and some of those experiences and struggles that shaped you into who you are today. Yeah, this is so important. Um, A lot of people see where I'm at today, not realizing how much trials and storms and valleys I had to go through to get to where I'm at. The first 18 years of my life was very difficult. We went through a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of moving. We moved over 30 times in 18 years. We had times where we just didn't have. Um, and, And I think through that, Um, You know, you go through a lot of darkness, you go through a lot of pain, anxiety, depression, all those emotions that just suck you in and, 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 and really hard to get a grip off of you. Um, And, and ultimately, over time, I ended up finding my faith, I found fitness, and I changed my mindset, and I worked really hard and got myself to where I'm in today. You know, it took a lot of healing. I know there's a lot of people out there that may watch this. Um, if you've gone through tra- trauma and pain and, and, and hardships, just know that there's hope, you know, and, and take day by day and, and do what you can to, to get yourself to a better place. 
Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on because with Nova Fusion, I want this to be like a beacon of hope to show others that no matter what you're going through, you can get through it. There is light at the end of that darkness. And you highlighted something that like you experiences those emotions, um, you know, the depression, the anxiety, all those things. And that's really important because we all go through different challenges, but we feel we're all humans. We feel the same emotions and, you know, it doesn't feel good for any of us, no matter how strong on the exterior we may be like yourself. Like we never know what someone is going through uh, mentally or just, you know, behind the scenes. So I think that's a really important topic to touch because, you know, we can look like Superman out here, get these great results, but we can be really struggling. Yeah. And, you know, I'm specifically talking to men here. I know women have their own challenges as well, but, you know, we have this thing in society. It's very difficult for men to, to share their pain without it looking and appearing like weakness. And I would just really encourage guys out there, you know, find people that you trust. If you're going through something and you're holding on to some pain or trauma, you know, find somebody that you trust, either a counselor, a pastor, a really close friend, a family member, and just talk about, you know, the things that you've gone through. You know, I think that is one of the very first steps of healing, whatever it is that you've gone through, whether it be addiction or abuse or, or whatnot. And I just, uh, you know, I just encourage folks to do that because, like I said, it just takes a grip on you. And it just, you know, you see so many guys turn into alcohol and drugs and, you know, eventually suicide. And and I just I, I know that people can heal, you know, um, but it, it takes you know, taking that first scary step of, of really talking, talking things out and knowing that that's not actually a weakness, that's actually a strength. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with that. And, you know, I'm curious for you, what was that first scary step that you had to take and really like confront those demons that you had and those insecurities? And, you know, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so I'll, I'll bring you way back. So, you know, I grew up really skinny. I was an athlete. I wasn't really bullied. I was a pretty popular kid for the most part with, with you know, my classmates and friends and whatnot. But my mom had married a, a guy that was kind of an adult bully. And I was at a fragile point in my 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 life as a teenager. And, and he used to just make fun of my appearance and because I was so skinny or whatnot. And it hurts, you know, like it, it, it's painful at that point when you're trying to just figure out who you are, you know, and, and, uh, and also be, you know, live up to that stigma of being strong and muscular and all the stuff that we want to be as boys. Um, and so ultimately, around the age of 18, I had gone to college, and I found fitness. And it really shaped my life. Now, a lot of people are going to think about the, the muscle side of it. And yes, that was an awesome bonus and addition. But what the most important thing that it did was it changed how I was feeling about myself, you know, my mental state, what it was doing to the anxiety that I was struggling with, the depression that I was struggling with. It went in and it kind of balanced it out. And, you know, fast forward multiple decades and all the research I've done in connection to stuff like PTSD or trauma and whatnot and how you utilize fitness to kind of balance that stuff out. It's absolutely mind blowing how working out can be more effective to anxiety and depression than even the leading medications and even some counseling. Yeah, it's, it's like nature is truly the best medicine. And, you know, that goes with just moving your body as simple as that. And, you know, putting the right foods in your body as well and make sure that you're 
just refueling and having that downtime as well to just like have that in your daily life because we all need it with how busy and stressful things can get. So that's a, that's a big point that like we all need in our lives. And, you know, coming back to the fitness and the, just the, what that did for your mental side, how did that also train like your mental fitness to like just overcome other areas in your life? Like you mentioned the confidence, like what else did that do for you? I always tell people like living that lifestyle and, you know, people are going to be scared by this word, but it is, you know, that bodybuilder lifestyle. And I'm not talking about gigantic, humongous bodybuilders. I'm talking about really that fitness lifestyle, but bodybuilders get it because they understand how important and crucial the nutrition side is. And the fitness is to keeping them mentally where they need to be. You talk to anybody in the gym, most everybody has gone through some level of pain or trauma. They'll, they'll speak about how effective this is to just balancing out stress and going through hardships and it helping. Um, and so I would just, I would just, man, I'd really encourage folks out there, like you got to start associating working out you know, people associate it to pain. It's one of the only pains in the world that you can afflict on yourself. And it's a positive thing. I encourage people, you know, the nutrition, you spoke about that, that's crucial. What you're fueling your body with, it's crucial. But the working out, what it does, you know, the endorphins, the the myokins, all those things that end up happening in the body to make you feel better. Um, and then really building a schedule and a structure. That was the other thing that I really did was build a schedule that was based around me feeling and looking my best every single day. That's it right there. Creating those routines and, you know, it gives you that discipline too, when you're sticking to those routines and, you know, that will carry on into other areas like your career, your relationships, you're just that more focused discipline and you have the, the mechanics, I guess you could say is like, you just have that good foundation. And, you know, when I think about you, I think of, fitness, but I also think of faith. And I know that's a huge component in your life. So I'm curious with the faith aspect, where did that come into your life? Like, did something happen that pulled you in that direction? Or like, was that always a cornerstone? So yeah, faith, um, I, I was raised with faith. I, uh, I went through a lot of hardships, like I had mentioned, and I turned my eyes and heart away from the Lord. I'll be completely transparent with you. I looked at God when I was young as this like, you know, all powerful father that if I was a good kid, that I would be protected. And so, you know, I was a good kid. I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I felt like I wasn't being protected. So I really questioned, you know, my faith when I was young, just not, you know, being naive and not knowing the word the way that I know it now. Um, you know, and, and what is pretty wild about it all is like, I could always hear him as I was getting older, even in the mistakes and decisions that I were making that weren't the best decisions. Um, and so fitness actually came in first. And then um, it was years later after I went through some forgiveness and some healing that I turned my heart and my eyes back to the Lord and essentially, you know, just totally devoted to, you know, the alignment of not only my fitness lifestyle, but the faith lifestyle and how, you know, they just run almost identical in the disciplines. Um, my wife is a very faith-driven woman as well. You know, it's our foundation. I always tell people like, 
you know, you can't build a house on sand and expect that when a hurricane comes, your house is going to stand. For us, our faith is our foundation and we're going to build our house on solid rock. Yeah, that's it right there. And, you know, you mentioned that like you questioned your faith early on and I can relate with that for the first 24 years of my life, um, you know, growing up with an alcoholic father and then I got this life-changing chronic illness and my entire colon gets removed it's like why would i was asking the wrong questions like why would god do this what did i do to deserve this and all of these things just prevented me from even opening that door and exploring like you know what could be the good from this and you know that really just put these like completely like shut off blinders like i wanted nothing to do with it and I started looking elsewhere to like other religions just to like, you know, see what, what else is out there. And I started learning from them too. And I've always been like a spiritual guy as well. So just that good, positive energy, but I'm just noticing as I'm like learning. And even this year, like that's when I got my Bible for the first time. And I can say that like, I am open to it. I'm learning from it. I have this book called Jesus calling. And I read that basically every day now. And it's crazy how when your perspective changes, how all these doors can open up. And I can truly say that it's been the best year of my life. And I would say that the faith is a major contributor to everything that's been happening. So I, I just wanted to share that because I know that there's a lot of people out there that have that stigma with their faith. And, you know, maybe they just need a pull in the right direction. Um, so I'm curious, like, where did that look like for you when you had this opening moment of like, now I understand? Yeah, I, I mean, the real, the heavy pivot was was right around when I met my wife. Um, and that, so that's around the age of 28 or so. Um, and so I had a little bit over a decade that I kind of wandered away. Um, like I could always hear him, like I said, and like I was still being guided right, but I was not, I was not walking right, if that makes sense. And and so ultimately, you know, it, it was one of the very first questions she asked when we met um, and we met of all places through MySpace in Las Vegas. You know, you have this city of sin and I meet this just faith driven, unbelievable Wonder Woman of a, of a lady. And, you know, it, you know, we we had known each other about 24 hours um, outside of just chatting on the phone in MySpace, but in person, 24 hours. And she said, hey do you know Jesus? And I, I essentially said, I do, but I'm really angry at God. And I explained to her, um, but she knew where my heart was and where my foundation was. And, and then as our relationship got tighter, you know, um, my own free will, I made the decision to, to start walking cleaner. And, and ultimately I needed to go through some forgiveness. I needed to go through some healing that was kind of preventing me from, from taking that next step with my faith. As I got more into the word and devotionals and, and really deep prayer, it started becoming very clear. You know, um, we lean on our faith in some of the most difficult times, but I lean on my faith in some of the most beautiful times too. Yeah. And really like, that's what it's about is having that constant rock in your life and that anchor to always go back to like show the gratitude when things are good, but also when they're bad, knowing that, you know, someone up there is lining this all up and, you know, there's a master plan to it all. And we don't have to know the how, but we just have to be that piece that keeps moving forward. And 
you know, we're going to accomplish the job as we keep doing that. Put, put our head down one foot in front of the other. And then by the time we look up again, we'll be at the better place. So I, I love that part. And it's just, it's just such an interesting topic for me as someone that's like getting new to this space. So as, as far as like all of that, like where has faith really helped you the most in your life? Because I know it's your rock. I know it helps you through those ups and downs and it can be your, your guiding grace at sometimes as well. So where, where is that helping you the most? I mean, it helps me in all the decisions that I make. You know, um, when, when I think about getting into like the New Testament, you get into the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you're hearing the stories of Jesus and what, you know, what what he did for us and the reason that he did what he did for us of, of, of dying on the cross. Like, you know, there's so many times that we hold on. I was talking about trauma and I was talking about pain. There's so many times that we think as men, we can just hold this and we can carry this. But what Christ wants us to do is he, is so, he essentially wants us to give it to him. Like that is why he ended up, you know, dying for us. It was for our sin, but also just, you know, to, to surrender that to him that pain and that 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 worry and that fear and that anxiety and depression, the, the stuff that holds us back, that puts us into a bad place. Um, and, you know, one other thing I want to touch on real quick before we go to the next topic is, you know, I talk to a lot of individuals about their faith. I'm very bold publicly about my faith. I do not push it down anyone's throat. I believe it's free will, you know, and, and whatnot. But I, I, I heard something one time from one of my pastors that said, you know, are you more worried about the judgment of them or him? And that really hit me hard because, you know, like there's so many people that are scared to talk about their faith within their business or publicly because they feel like they're going to be judged. And I'm just like, you know, like, I think it's mad respect to actually talk about things that, that mean a lot to you, um, regardless if judgment comes, you know, and that, that's what faith is essentially, um, you know, but, but for those people that have waver off from faith due to something that happened in the church, uh, this happens a lot. And, and I am like, I'm a believer in church. If you're going to the right church with the right leadership and the right community, it can be a beautiful thing. But what I wouldn't do is put, all your eggs in the basket of church because that's still man. The main objective here is building a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that that is much different than religion. The relationship with Christ is what needs to be the solid ground. Going to church and being in a community that also is on the same brainwave as you and, and living that same is, is the exact same. But we a lot of times we put so much faith in man and man's always gonna fall short. Yeah. And you, you mentioned how it's the relationship. That's what matters. And that that's where I really resonate with, with the most. It's like, yeah, the religion part that that kind of turned me off with just how people run different things. And I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty hypocritical what they're doing over there. They say one thing, but they do the other. But when you come back and you just read the word and you have that relationship with Jesus, with God, and it's just one to one that's where the transformation and the impact has come in my life. And I know that if other people approach it that way, like you just mentioned, they can also see, see the good and get the benefits and just have that peace and that comfort in their life because we all deserve it. We can all have it and it's all accessible to all of us here. So I yeah. love that you mentioned all that. 
Yeah, and, and and think about it like this. If you're going through something really hard, but you have nothing to lean on, like you end up leaning on things that end up making things worse and snowball in an even worse place. You're you're turning to drugs, you're turning to alcohol, you're turning to pornography, you're turning to suicide or suicidal thoughts. Like when bad happens, it's very common to mask things or to bandage things with other negative things. And, you know, and those become addictions that end up taking you and taking relationships and and ultimately potentially taking your life. And so that's where faith really comes in, too, because it's just it's a strong rock that you're leaning on in, in, in really tough times. I like to think about it as having like these positive outlets or these like unhealthy escapes. And like you just mentioned, the drugs, the alcohol, the the all these bad stuff that can really compile and just turn your life upside down. And so when we talk about getting through those tough times, obviously faith is one of those, but also just having a unique driving purpose. I always think about that as well. Like what's what's that why? Because we we can all have something there. So I'm curious like what's your driving purpose that fuels that inner fire within you? I, I think it goes two different directions. First, my personal reason in doing it is probably kind of a selfish reason, and that is I I love impacting people in a positive way, and and in return I get an, a huge amount of joy from it. You know, within my daily work, I get to transform people's lives all over the world through nutrition and fitness, and some with faith as well. Um, and and so ultimately, my why is just impacting as many people as possible. On the flip side, I have what's called God's purpose for me, and I'm going, I'm navigating through that chapter right now of my life. It's been very difficult. I'm in the process of writing my book that will come out um, at the at the uh, end of January 2024 um, with our conference, Lean In Level Up conference. And uh, to navigate and build this book, I have to go back to where all my pain and all my trauma was and resurface that. That's very difficult to do. When I got that vision, I was like, Lord, man, I, I don't want to do this. Like I've, I've worked this hard to get to where I am, but you know, I, I heard something from this pastor Craig Rochelle one time that said, you know, a prerequisite of being able to help other people is to go through that pain yourself. And I feel like now I am in this situation where like I've gone through that. I've gone and survived through all that I went through and now thriving in my life. And, and it's God's purpose for me to go and help other men and women who have gone through real, really hard things as well to get themselves back up and, and to make them realize that there's hope and that there's a way and a path. That's beautiful. And it's, it's almost just like helping that younger version of yourself that, that really just needed a hand off the floor. Like, come on, buddy, I, I got you. <laughs> like, it's almost one of those. Um, I know personally, like I felt the same way when I was diagnosed with Crohn's and four years later, I just did this blog to help people in similar situations. Like I didn't know what to do, but I had this calling from within. And, you know, usually those like those divine incidents or those whispers, I like to call them like they're whispers. They're not going to come like knocking at you with like this big horn, like a train horn or something like that, or just yelling at you like, you got to do this. <laughs> it's this like little tug. And 
that tug doesn't go away. You're going to have these insecurities. You're going to think, why me? Who am I to do this? Get all this imposter syndrome. But if that thing keeps on whispering at you the next week, the next day, that's something that you know you need to do. And it sounds like that's that's exactly what you had to do. And both of us, we, we live in this like purpose-driven servant's mindset. And it really, for me, I mean, I'm just speaking for me, it comes from that empathy. Like we know we've been in the dark and now we want to be the light to help someone else out there and find their path. And, you know, that is the most fulfilling thing in life that I can personally think of is helping someone get through those trials and tribulations, overcome the pain and, you know, bring that smile on their face again and show them that there's hope and, you know, they can really take control of their life again. Yeah, I mean, and you've shared with 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 me a little bit about your story with with uh, a father that was an alcoholic. I can I, I had a similar situation with a stepfather that was an alcoholic and how that ruined, you know, our family. Um, and then this this really dark place of Crohn's and what you went through with all of that. You know, I know there's other people out there that will watch this that that are also in an extremely dark place or have been in that dark place. And you just feel like, man, like there is no hope. I don't know how to get out of this. You know, your mind every day just continues getting worse and worse and worse. And then you're just you, you just don't you, you lose all hope. You know, like you lose all hope. And so for you to touch on the topic of, you know, you get this just this little this little idea of maybe I'll create a blog. You're spot on. I was the exact same way where I went through my own transformation. I realized what that felt like. And then I was like, I want everyone else to feel this way. And the unique thing that I found out about it was I was like, oh, my gosh, I get more out of helping other people then I went through my own transformation and what I got out of that. And so giving back is a humongous tool to healing yourself. Yeah, it's crazy because when we're in that darkness, all we can think about is like getting better ourselves and, you know, what that other side will look and feel like. But when we get there, it's like, I just want to give this to someone else that really needs it too. And when you do that, it, it does feel better. Like it's more fulfilling. It's more exciting. Like, you know, that you have purpose and you made that impact and you know, that's going to travel on for the rest of their life. So it's like, that's what we live for. And it's just such a exciting, beautiful thing. And you know, it's why we're doing what we're doing. It's why we're having this conversation right now. And yeah. you know, with you, since we're touching on a little bit of the Crohn's and stuff, like nutritionally, what are some things that you recommend or just some of your best practices that you uh, help your clients out with? Yeah, I mean, it, really, we got to go in first and get their mindset right. That is the number one thing, because a lot of people have a horrible relationship with food in general, and they're using food as a way to coat emotion, or they're using food in every aspect from the highs, the lows, the middles, they're hiding food. And when they're eating that, they're going through fast food lines and not telling anyone. There's, there's, there's a lot of habits that are created there. It's their drug of choice, essentially, is what it is. 
And so we got to get their mindset right. A lot of the times that means going back and figuring out, you know, what needs to be healed. So a lot of times a counselor will also get involved as well. We act as counselors, but, you know, we get a legit counselor in there as well and, and get them, you know, really diving into maybe what the root issue is for those that have a level of food addiction. Um, for, for a normal individual, we go in and just deconstruct what they think is healthy and then teach them what is actually healthy. Um, through nutrition of, of balanced eating, uh, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and, and really breaking that down of, of why we eat this at this point and, and whatnot. And going back to bodybuilding, like, you know, you're not taught as in a personal trainer world how to really feed a client you know, when it comes to it. And I'm not talking about, you know, medical nutrition. I'm just talking about healthy eating, you know, or, or specific to fat loss with maintaining muscle or building lean muscle. Like you're, you're not taught that through certification. And, and so when you understand the nutrition side and how important that is, you can't outwork poor nutrition. Like, and so you have to really, you know, you, you got to put these things in elements. Now you can still lose weight and whatnot with poor nutrition just by under consuming, but now our metabolism messed up. We're going to lose muscle. There's a lot of things that come into play. Your internal health is not good. I'm talking about internal good health, good lean muscle mass and low body fat percentage. The things that are going to keep you away from sickness for the most part, or help you when you do get sick to get healthier faster. Um, and so, yeah, we go in nutrition wise and really just break down all those elements, but I'm a big, big pusher of just balanced nutrition, which in my opinion is a much better approach to long-term success. Mm. Yeah. I love how you touched on the mindset is the first aspect because it truly is. You can tell someone you can give them the perfect plan of all the healthy things that they need to be eating. But if their mindset isn't there, they're probably not going to follow through. So once you get that down first, you get the agreement of why we're doing this and the education part of it. That's where you can get the transformation and the implementation. And for me, like, I, I know to eat healthy. I know a lot of the healthy things. But for me, I couldn't gain muscle for the life of me. Like I was stuck at 130 for like three plus years. And I had to be like careful with my diet because I know I can eat ice cream and peanut butter. And that's what I started doing. But it's like, okay, yeah, that's to get me calories. But how else can I do this in a better way? So do you just have any tips for like healthy eating and putting on that that lean muscle, like, what do you recommend for people that are in that like skinny body? Because you mentioned you were very skinny at a certain point. Wouldn't believe that looking at you now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it is one of the most challenging things. Most people think that weight loss is more challenging. It's not, it takes far longer to build lean muscle mass than it does fat loss. Um, for instance, you know, if you gain 10 pounds of lean muscle in a year, that is phenomenal. You can lose 10 pounds of fat in a month in a healthy way, you know, just to give you some perspective on that. So I think, you know, what it comes down to with ectomorph type of bodies and what that just means is a thinner body that it's more difficult for them to put lean muscle on than, than someone that is just bigger to, to begin with. That individual really really struggles with just putting weight on like you did and like I did. Oh, 
I'll tell you, it, it is a challenge because of how much food you have to eat and stay consistent in how much food you have to eat. Um, you know, when I was growing, it was anywhere between five and 6,000 calories a day. Now, I was not just eating chicken and broccoli all day. That's not what I was doing. I was bringing in some stuff that was heavier caloric. I was eating a lot more nut butters. I was eating a lot more starchy carbs. There were some things in there in my younger ages that I was ultimately bringing in to force my body to grow, essentially, um, and, and bring on that lean mass. Now, I was also watching my body fat at the same time, so I wasn't just doing like massive dirty bulk and gaining a whole bunch of belly fat and whatnot. I wasn't doing that. Um, but I was I was really focusing on growing for maybe three to six six months at a time and then go through a cut, trim back down and then and then bulk again. And I did that over and over for years. Um, and I started at 138 pounds. And I think today I woke up around 215 pounds. But that was age 15 that, you know, you're talking or age 18. You're talking, you know, you're talking 25, 26 years ago. You know, I've been living this lifestyle for a long time. It's been a, a heavy grind of, of positive choice making and working extremely hard. But it also is a lifestyle that I think gives extreme freedom in, in not being in bondage of anything. If I want to go climb that mountain behind you, I can. You know, if I want to, you know, I want to go have a cheat meal every once in a while, I can. It's not going to affect me. I just don't eat that way every meal. You know, I, I, I eat the way I eat because first off, I want my mind to, to, to operate at the level it does. I want to feel the way that I want to feel. And, and the aesthetic comes in kind of, you know, down further in the list. I want to look good, but it's my performance. It's how I'm feeling. It's, it's, it's how I am, you know, emotionally with my wife. There's so many things that come into play. And so, you know, if you want to be your best self, you got to fuel yourself with the right foods. Mm. Yeah. And surround yourself with the right people too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that really covers like the whole like food and nutrition side. Like, unless there's anything you'd like to add on that, I like, I wasn't even planning on asking that, but I'm like, I have to ask them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the only other thing I'd like to touch on is like supplements and, and, and what I always tell about supplements is, is a lot of people are looking for a magic pill or something that is going to just totally make them jack just by taking that. Supplements should be a supplement to what you're already doing. You need to be living a, a great lifestyle, eating right, working hard. It can be an enhancer to what you're doing, but just supplement alone, you're not going to take a pill and all of a sudden you look awesome. Like that's not how it works. Like you still got to make all the great choices and whatnot in your daily life. Um, but supplements, you know, the right ones can be very beneficial to, to muscle recovery, number one, um, to making sure that you don't have deficiencies in your body with vitamins and minerals. And, uh, you know, just making sure that you're growing muscle at a pace that, that is, is good, or even more importantly, not, not wasting away muscle. Yeah. So what are, uh, like three of your top supplements then? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, Magnum Nutraceuticals is is a company that that we're partnered with, and then another company called BioEdge. 
Um, and so I, I kind of have two sides of the supplement world that I'm in. I like the performance side with, you know, your, your, your stuff you're taking before workout and your proteins. I, I'm a big, uh, uh, if you find a quality protein out there, I'm, I'm a pusher of that, especially for people that are really busy and can't just do whole foods all day long. If you're, especially if you're eating as much as I am and you don't have an enormous amount of time, like, you know, a shake can be very quick. Um, for instance, I don't think that you should live off shakes, but it can be a good little snack meal. Um, and then uh, there's, a, there's a supplement that I'm, I'm a firm believer in called L-glutamine. L-glutamine is the most abundant amino acid. It helps with recovery of the body, not just muscle, but it's something that I take in cold season year round. And it's very rare that I ever get sick. Um, I'm eating right, but I'm a big pusher of L-glutamine. A good multivitamin is extremely important. And then if you find, um, if you find a, a good pre-workout uh, with L-arginine, um, citrulline, things like that in it, um, uh, creatine can be a positive thing as well um, that, that gives you kind of a boost before workout um, and a little bit of caffeine. I'm not a pusher of like massive caffeine, but a little bit of caffeine um, then, you know, it can, it can be a really positive thing to, to kind of enhance your workouts and your intensity. Mm. We got everything we need right there then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for uh, dropping some nuggets on that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, now going back, like we're talking about the health and for me, that's my number one priority. I'm, I'm managing my business. I have a side hustle that I'm working on, but none of that matters if my health isn't there. And that's something that I really acknowledge and I know now, like I have to make that the number one priority. So for you, I know you're a very busy entrepreneur, got a lot on the plate as well. How do you manage both worlds? Because I mean, looking at you, you, you look amazing, but I know you got a lot going on. So how do you keep that balance and optimize both worlds at the same time? Yeah, I mean, my wife just put a book out called Business of Your Body. And that's exactly what it is about. So we get the opportunity to work with enormous amount of entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs, top execs, whatnot, or just the leader in your circle or your family or whatnot. And so ultimately, it always amazed us how amazing some of these people were at what they do within their business, but couldn't translate that over to their health and fitness they run almost parallel with one another, the disciplines and, and whatnot. And so many of them would be even better at their businesses if they were fueling their body right, if they were working out for stress relief and, and just being stronger and more confident when they walk into a room and they're, they're, they're presenting on stage or, or they're meeting you know, a new client for the first time. Like all that matters. So people remember those folks that walk in with that shine and with that confidence. And when you're healthy and fit, a lot of the times your insecurities are a lot lower as well. Like you've gone through all the battles, you're secure. And, and people see that and they want to know what that is. And ultimately, you know, I live the way that I do, which is this is going to sound nuts to some people, but I wake up anywhere between 2.30 and about 3.15 every day. No alarm. It's when I wake up, I go to bed sometime around 8 o'clock, 8.30 p.m., regardless if I travel, regardless if I'm in Cancun, regardless if I'm in Kansas City here, doesn't matter. I keep the exact same schedule because... I need to be my best self 
to be able to, to fulfill the commitments that I've made within my business, within my relationship with my wife, my, my relationships with my friends, everything that I do starts with the choices that I make each and every day. So that's why I do what I do. Yeah, and that goes on to like some of the daily habits that I was going to ask you about. Specifically, though, yeah, people are listening They're like 2.30 in the morning. That's crazy. <laughs> like for you, why do you do that? And like, where's the benefit of waking up at that time for you specifically? Yeah. Okay. So what happens at 2.30 in the morning, unless you're at a club going home, right? Which is you're up to no good at that point. Um, 2.30 in the morning, number one, there is zero distractions. We know if we start our day at 7, 8 a.m., we already got a list of emails. People are already starting to text and call. You cannot get done what you need to get done for yourself. So I start that early because I can start prayer. I can hear the Lord very well that early in the morning. I'm a morning person anyways, but I, all, I wasn't always. I, that was a habit that I created that now I am. And, and so I get into prayer first and devotion. That's how I start my day. And then I get and I, I do I do fasted cardio in the morning on a Peloton, low intensity. But I know the connection between doing cardio and then what it does to stimulate my brain. And so that's when I get all my content creation done for about 17 different pages over all of our businesses. So I make unique content almost every single day on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram, some YouTube, all of those. And I do that like at 3, 3.30 in the morning. And, and so, you know, I, I'll work on that for sometimes an hour, hour and a half. And I'm just really sharp and really creative at that point. So that's why I do it. Then I start with meal one and, and then I start my day. Um, and so I've already gotten in, you know, 10,000 steps. I've already burned four or 500 calories. I already am feeling great and, and, and I'm high as a kite. My, my, my mind is very creative. My mind is in a good positive place. I, I live that way because of the benefit that I get from it. And also, do you do cold plunges as well? Yeah. So I don't do cold plunges as much just because I don't have access to it without like getting a whole bunch of ice and putting it in my bathtub. But we have at uh, one of the gyms that I go to that's offsite from my gym, um, they have cryotherapy. So I get in about 170 below zero for three and a half minutes um, and, and bear through that. And it's, uh, it, it is a grueling pain that I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, same here uh, in Michigan. I can just go fill up like a 94 gallon container crack the ice in January and just hop right in. So <laughs> that's right, man. You can pull or plunge it. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to mention that because it's it's another thing, just like working out that builds that resilience muscle. And it's just it's one of the things that I find myself going to when I need that extra push or, you know, I feel amazing after too. It's like I don't want to do it, but overcoming a challenge that makes me feel good as well. But then it, it gives you this like dopamine rush for the next like two, three hours. And you're clicking on all cylinders at that point. You got the mental clarity, you got the energy up, like you feel amazing. Just like you were talking about uh, waking up and getting your workout, getting on the Peloton, getting your content done. Like, so for me, like the cold plunge, 
that's like kind of my way of getting into that state that you just described. So everyone's got their, their way of doing it. So I'm glad that we can uh, give the audience two, two methods here so they can try both of them out. Yeah. And one other thing I'll mention is most people don't even know what it feels like to wake up healthy. They don't. They're, 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 their body is in living in kind of a sick place. So they don't know the cloudiness that they're struggling with, you know, that depressed feeling, the I don't want to go to work feeling like all of that. They're constantly in that state. It's almost like being on the highway and you can only shift it to second gear. Like, and you're constantly in this nine spot RPM. You're never able to get it to its top gear of six gear because you're prevented by the fact that you're just not fueling that car right. And, and you're not, you haven't tuned it right to get it to where it needs to be, yet you have all these responsibilities. So it constantly feels like you're just drowning, man. And, and I just encourage people, like, we have control. We have control to make the choices to be able to run in that six gear and to be able to accomplish all the things that we want in our lives. But you got to start making some better choices in your life. Yeah, and that's why I always go back to that strong, propelling why, that driving purpose that is going to push us past that resistance when things are tough, when the alarm says three in the morning, when the water says 30 degrees, like what's going to get you through that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like diving off the diving board the first time as a kid, the high dive, and you're like, you're so scared. Right. But then after you do it the first time, you want to do it again and again and again and again. I just I just challenge people. I encourage people, man, just just go for it. You deserve it. I, I encourage you to just be your best self. Yeah. Take that leap of faith, guys. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. So, Micah, one of these questions I wanted to ask you was, what's one of your proudest moments? Oh, there's a lot of proud moments. I mean, the, probably the best day of my life was the gift that God gave me in, in, in my wife. Outside of my faith, it's the most important thing to me. Um, and, and I grew up uh, not really being in any households that had good relationships between husband and wife. Um, and so it was really important for me to, to have that. And, and so when I was really aware, and, and again, I wasn't walking really tight at that time, that God had planted my wife in my life as a blessing. Um, I, I don't take it for granted. Um, and, and I speak about my wife a lot on my social media platforms, not because she needs to hear it, but because people need to, to really put it as a top priority and take care of one another and lift one another up. Um, that, that is a gigantic blessing and, and in my life. But proudest moments outside of my wife and faith, it's got to be our kids in Haiti. Um, over over a decade ago, um, we made the commitment um, to to sponsor a school of children in Haiti. We have over eighty kids in Haiti that we take care of uh, uh, with 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 funds to help them with schooling and give them an opportunity to be able to make money uh, when they get older to provide for their families. Um, there's some food in there as well. And uh, that, that for sure, giving back, that, that has been by far, um, I think, the, the most impacting thing that I've been able to be a part of and blessed with. I mean, talking about making a massive impact, that is just the most amazing thing that, you know, anyone can do. And, you know, 
helping those generations because that's what it is. Everyone that's going through that and the children, they're going to continue to grow. And to have someone that was able to help them during those tough times when they needed support the most and someone was able to provide that for them, they're going to grow up. They're going to be older one day. They're going to have resources of their own. And when they see someone struggling, they're going to remember what you and your wife did. And, you know, they're going to reach out and help, you know, who needs it too. So, you know, that is the ripple effect that can come from that. And just the fact that you're doing that is just so amazing. So I wanted to touch on that. Well, yeah, I mean, and thank you. Uh, but it goes back to what we were talking about before. It's just like, give back in every way that you can. Maybe you can't financially commit to that. And that's totally okay. But something more valuable than even your dollar is your time. It's the biggest asset that we have. And so if you can give back, it doesn't have to be in Haiti or, or, or another country. It can be just local. I mean, giving back to someone that's in need. There's big brothers, big sisters. There's boys and girls club. There's all sorts of different organizations for kids. And, but there's even other stuff with sex trafficking prevention. There's homeless. That's, I mean, just, just give back. I mean, you get so much joy from it. And, and then at the same time, you, you give these people potentially some opportunity. And, uh, you know, it was the most beautiful thing. When I ended up going to Haiti, I'll tell this quick story. I, I went uh, quite a few years ago. Haiti's in a real mess right now. Uh, you know, missionary, we can't go over there right now, but it was the most beautiful thing that I'd ever seen. A country so poor and these people with, with hardly anything, yet so much joy and so much faith um, and, and, and so many smiles and to see these kids and they knew, they knew what we were doing for them. We got to play with them for, you know, uh, over an hour and, and they were hanging all over us. And, and, uh, it was just such a beautiful thing. And, and it really changed and shaped my life after going and seeing that. And you'll hear this same kind of story over and over with people that have gone to, to places that, uh, that, that don't have a lot and, and, you know, and they're surviving and, and, and making the most of their situation. Um, I just, you know, in America, we just take things so for granted of like how much we have um, and the ability to drink clean water and, and electricity and all of that. And, um, you know, it, it, it really just, it really shaped me and, and it made me come home and want to work even harder and give back even more. Wow. Yeah, it really does provide that perspective and contrast. And, you know, to see these people, these children in, you know, those type of conditions, but they're also so grateful, so happy. And, you know, they just, they want to spread that joy. It's like, wow, like we all have a greater appreciation and we want to give that much more. So it's, it's a powerful, powerful thing that you're doing, man. Yeah, it's one of the most difficult things I think to do is when you're we're going through a lot of struggle, you know, you're kind of in your bubble and and I encourage people do your best to get outside of your bubble for a moment so that you can give back. And you'll realize that when you go back into your bubble, that things aren't so bad that you're going to get through this, that this is temporary for the most part. In most situations, it's temporary. Like you're going through this storm, put your head down, get through the storm and know you're going to grow through that where some of these people around the world have no opportunity. They're willing to work hard, but they don't even have the opportunity to go to school 
or they don't have the opportunity to even have a job, you know, and that's why I wake up with so much joy and happiness every single day because I have another day and another opportunity to go make impact and and really be able to live a life that 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 you know I I I can share love and and share education and knowledge with other people and hopefully impact their lives. Yeah, that's beautiful and every day is a new life i always say that so make the most out of this one <laughs> yes so man tell us about soul fit retreats now and you know the mission and the impact that you're delivering yeah so oh man i love 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 what god is doing at soul fit for us um so one side of my business is called hitch fit we've had that for 15 years we do body transformations nutrition fitness think, you know, personal training, but we're focusing on transformation. We do that online and one-on-one. -on -one. Soul fit, what we do in that world really infuses what we do in hitch fit, but brings in this really strong faith element as well. And we do this um, at beautiful places around the world, um, beautiful resorts, and we build these epic retreats that um, our next one is in Mexico, May of 2024, at uh, one of the most beautiful resorts I've ever seen. Um, and we'll get anywhere between 70 and 100 people from around the world that are there to be filled up and fill other people up. It's such a beautiful community of individuals that end up coming. And we built this, number one, um, it's not a Christian retreat per se. That's not what it is. There's just a faith element to it because we're faith-driven individuals. So there's faith principles in it, but we infuse faith and fitness and, and, and really personal development and fun all in one place, but it, this place is gonna be spectacular. So we have those Mexico retreats and then we have what's called adventure retreats. In the adventure retreats, we take these people, we just did one in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. We went night zip lining in the dark. We did whitewater rafting, these things that have this great thrill and uh, conquering fears. And so we, we do all this amazing stuff in those retreats as well. And uh, we just bring all these people together and really try to level up their life, whether it be relationships, finances, um, you know, uh, helping them get uh, start a new business, um, making someone's marriage stronger, um, helping them choose the right person in their life to be a spouse. I mean, we, we go and dive into a lot of different things and uh, it's just it's been absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like I've been checking it out. Like it looks just amazing. And I know that I'm going to be at one of those one days because like I need that in my life. Like I want that in my life. And, you know, I'm excited to grow with you in that aspect. So I'm just super excited for everything that you and your wife are doing. And I'm going to get involved with it as well. So everyone yeah, you, you would absolutely love it, man. I mean, um, you know, we we have we have the retreats in January of 2024. We're also hosting our very first conference, a speakers conference. I just put the poster out today. We have 13 speakers and two that we haven't mentioned yet that potentially are on board that are pretty big names. And, um, you know, these are all very successful people who have overcome extreme challenges. They're faith-driven individuals that are there to help pour into people. And essentially, we want the people that are in the audience to lean in, 
to their struggles, their storms, their trials, so that we can help level them up. I'm definitely going to drop the links for that. So anyone listening that sounds like a good alignment, a good fit, they want to get soul fit themselves, they can yeah. uh, they can go do that. So yeah. And thank you so much for bringing the fire today. I got one last question before we wrap things up here. What's been the greatest lesson or piece of advice received that has made the biggest impact on you? When I was a kid, um, my mom put me into big brothers and big sisters. And I got a big, um, and he was a really phenomenal man, but it was the first guy that I had ever seen that was kind of an entrepreneur that was successful. I, I grew up with very little and and this man, even at his you know, young 30s, was like, man, this was the most successful person I had ever seen in my life. And I remember we were driving down the street one day um, and I was with him for about a year. You know, there I'd see him every other week or something like that. And he 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 said, Micah, like, I know you've gone through extreme challenges. I know you're not in the best of place right now. But if you work hard, you work smart and you work honest you can accomplish anything that you want in your life. And man, I mean, I was about 12 years old at that time and that hit me so hard. And I've really applied that to every aspect of my life, my, my, my friendships, my relationships, um, um, my business, my faith, my, my, I mean, just, just, just everything. Um, and that spills over into mindset and workouts and, and whatnot. But you know, those, those, that simple line really helped pivot my life to go, I can be more and I can, and I can, and I can live more than I've ever seen before. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it just takes that, uh, that encouragement from someone that you look up to and for them to say it in a different way that you haven't heard before to really get things click and be like, wow, I can accomplish that too. Like I can do that. And you know, that just lights the fire and the rest is history. So man, that's incredible. Um, something that we can all apply here as well. So I love that answer. So man, before you hop off, like let us know how we can support you. I'll drop your Instagram, Mr. Hitchfit. Um, we'll get that in the links here. Uh, but yeah, what else do you have going on and how can we get involved? Yeah, um, soulfitretreats.com, our conference in January 2024, our retreat in Mexico, May, late May of 2024. We would love for you guys to join us on those two. Uh, my book will be released at the conference. I'm telling my story of, of what I've overcome at that conference in January. So that is a, that's a really big deal for me. It's been, it's been a lot of years of working to get up to this point to share that story. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my goal is to just impact a lot of people. Um, and then if you're, you're interested in transforming your body and your life, we have hitchfit.com. Um, we work with people all over the globe. We're in 82 countries and over 600,000 pounds lost. Amazing. And also, if you want some amazing calves, reach out to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with calves because I was one of those, in, you know, I built that page. It was really funny. It was kind of just a joke. And then I was like, wait a minute, it actually is an issue. And I'm not talking about the guys out there that were born with giant calves. I'm talking about the guys that were born with skinny calves that are trying to get 
balanced, bigger calves, especially the guys that are big up top and then they have little calves and blame it on genetics, but they just put calves like five minutes after leg day, you know? Um, and so I go in and really I'm super detailed about everything with calves. And so, yeah, I, I've used that page to really, uh, to really help folks get bigger calves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone's got to do it. <laughs> someone's got to do it. So I'm that dude. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Micah, thank you for inspiring us today with your story and insights to ignite our inner fires. Your work is empowering generations to become the best version of them themselves so they can show up and be there for those closest to them. You lead by example with your kindness and willingness to do the right thing, and the world is a brighter and better place because of you. I'm grateful that we cross paths and know that this is just the beginning of something special. Thank you for impacting us today. Hey, continued success, Dan. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I encourage you, dude, just, just keep grinding away, man. You're doing something really special here and and just uh, just just keep leading with, with impact and, and you're gonna go big, brother. Thank you, I appreciate it. I got you paving the way, showing oh, me how to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there was people before me, man, but I think the difference was is I, 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 I didn't have those people, you know? So I kind of had to build this path kind of on my own. And, and so it's very important for me that, you know, the younger generation or, or even older that are just starting like, that there's a path there, you know, whether it be fitness or faith or, or entrepreneurship or relationship or whatnot, I've tried to build those paths that, that uh, can lead them to, you know, a really amazing spot. Yeah, and I appreciate that, man. It's, it's really going a long way and the impact that you're doing the stuff in Haiti with the children, like, that's, that's powerful, man. And so I really hope that you know, sharing that can really inspire people to, you know, take more initiatives like that in their life and, you know, just give back. And like you were saying, just locally, like it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. So I thought that was really valuable and just just appreciate that you're doing that type of stuff in the world. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge. The ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. 
So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.